Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. And in November 2022, I published a book called Richard Harris, Raising Hell and Reaching for Heaven. It's currently available in all bookstores in Ireland and in the UK, and will be available in the United States of America after January the 10th. It's also available as a Kindle ebook from Amazon UK. But I want to read, by way of a preface to the podcast, a section from chapter 14, which I title Love Making or Hate Making in a Sexual War Zone. I also have this quote as a lead in to the chapter. The war between the sexes probably started in the Garden of Eden because of a fucking apple. Actually, I left out the swear word. Richard Harris may have agreed that as we whirl around the cosmic dance floor, we should try our best not to step on other people's toes. However, his views on of the war between the sexes during that interview enraged many people, women in particular, not surprisingly. One of the adult creative writing classes I gave was comprised of mainly female students. After I read for them a Harris quote I include in this chapter, women are glorious for a while, etc., I said, respond to what he said. They annihilated the man. 35 years later, that quote can have a similar effect. Someone working on the movie The Ghost of Richard Harris told me that when his wife heard it, she turned against Harris. I understand why she did, and I understand why many readers, not just women, when they encounter that quote and others in this chapter, may feel like slamming close this book, or do so. Incidentally, my views on women are diametrically opposed to those held by Richard Harris. But as with my craving to understand why he or any man or woman would drink to a potentially lethal degree, I needed to know what made Richard Harris so bitter about women, so disrespectful and misogynistic. This part of our interview followed after we connected vis-a-vis -vis father and son. That's a play I wrote and that Richard had read. When Harris said he had a very bad second marriage, I told him a survey had suggested we make in a second marriage, the same mistakes we made in the first. He said, That is interesting. I broke up my first marriage because of my behaviour. Both of my marriages broke up for different reasons. One of them broke up because I was totally selfish, and the second one broke up because I was totally selfless. I did everything. I was like a nursemaid. I was a father, uncle, father confessor, psychiatrist, lover, and occasional husband, in her eyes. It broke up because I couldn't take that anymore. I gave too much because the first marriage was a catastrophic fuck-up because of me and my behaviour. So I overcompensated in the second. Atoning for your sins? Reacting to the then rather than the now? Exactly. And that was equally disastrous. I then say Harris's claim that he was totally selfless during his marriage to Anne Turkel clearly was a lie. But in 1987, at that point during the interview, I asked him questions from my typed list. The first was, is that what has left you so bitter about marriage? Is that what has left you so bitter about marriage? I'm not bitter about it at all. Marriage is uh, what a, a fun... Uh... Designed by, women, designed by women and women in which they proceed to live off men like poison fungus on a tree. <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? That's beautiful, but it's not how you feel. But not angry. Not angry. Not bitter. Not, that's no, no, not bitter. No, no, that's perfectly, a, a, a perfect description of a calm, calculating man who's been through it all, who says this is what it is, coolly, calmly and simply. 
this is how to balance the. This is how to This is how to balance the budget. <laughs> we do it without anger and say this is it. It won't win you the feminist of the year award. I don't mind that. Do you not? No, not at all. How do you feel about being written off as just a crazy chauvinist or or uh, chauvinistic? Have I been? I've been? I would imagine that many feminists would think things like women should have should be allowed to have thoughts and not allowed to express them. You know, comments like that, or women are totally incapable of friendship, says Harris. Oh, absolutely true. But does it bother you that questions like that would make feminists no. in arms? No, I don't mind that. I take them all out. I don't mind that at all. I don't, would you, would I you regard any woman as your equal? Have you ever? Let me answer that for you. Live a thousand years with all the expert knowledge and therapy and scientific know-how and gadgetry, we'll never understand them. And they will never understand us. They will forever be. What's happening now, at this moment, the conflict, the war between the sexes, is only coming, it's only the boil coming to the top that's been there for hundreds of years. It has always been there. Nobody acknowledged it existed. The individual themselves, A, female, B, male, never acknowledged it. We pretended we loved them. We pretended we needed them. They pretended they loved us. They pretended they needed us. But down deep inside, the cesspool was burning with hate, revenge, and suddenly, in 1985 or 86, through a process of women's liberation, it is like the volcano. It's blown to the top. It's out in the open. It is no more behind closed doors or closed curtains or secreted in little corners. It is out in the open. We don't like each other. We don't get on. It is madness to try and think that we do. They use us as we use them. And having used us, we put them aside and move on, and they do the same to us. So we fake it all when we fuck? Oh, I think absolutely. I don't, I don't think we fake it at all. I think it's open now. I think it's revenge now. I think it really is. So it's we, hate making. It is it's hate making. That's what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Hate making. That's a lovely phrase. I wish I'd said it. I will tomorrow on my interview. I know tomorrow. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and, 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 and the tragedy is that... Yes! You don't believe it's just hate-making. No, no, I, no, no. And I think, I think that... And I think it's a good that, line, but it's not. No, I think what we have here is that, yeah, we need them. Yeah, they need us. Yeah, they're glorious for a while. For a while. But... Let us, let us, it's like, let us sit down around a table one day and let's draw up. We'll both surrender. Both, let's both surrender to each other and let us draw up agreements. And the agreements are simply that we, we will tolerate each other for, for, for a period. And then we concede that they should go back together in a bunch <laughs> and survive in, a, in league with each other. And so should we. Men get on. I'm not talking about homosexuality here. Men get on better together with each other. Women get on better together with each other. You know, but did, Would uh, I agree with women as my equal? Um, did you ever? In, you say in what? In aspects of work, our life? In all levels. 
in all as, levels. As you as an entity and her as an entity. If I worked with Vanessa Redgrave, I would consider us equals. Yeah. Yeah. But there are very few. <laughs> I would consider her equal, yeah. Absolutely. And on a human level? Oh, I think she's a tremendous woman. I, I think I, I, don't, I don't agree with her politics. That doesn't make her either inferior or superior to me. Right. Um, no. I've met many people that you would regard as. Well, let's say men then. Well, Joan Littlewood was the woman who trained me in the theatre. She certainly was far, far my superior and, is, and would be today. So you don't feel you stand head and shoulders above everybody? No. Even with my high heels on. <laughs> <laughs> but you would. There are men and women that you would regard in different levels and different capacities. As oh, your own you, but my God, you have to. You know you're not a wonderful person. No, I'm not. I'm yeah. not, no, not at all. There's a shithead at times, I imagine. I think that... As we all are. I, I suppose. I yeah. suppose, yes, I suppose. But you accept that about yourself? I do. Whereas many people will claim, no, that doesn't exist in me. Yeah. I'm perfect. Poor things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pathetic creatures. Exactly. Hi, this is Joe Jackson here again, and all I can say to that, or all I can add to that, is discuss it among yourselves, or within yourself as if you were a part of my creative writing class in 1987. If you want to read more of my articles, check out my website, joejacksoninterview.com. And if you want to buy the book, Richard Harris, Raising Hell and Reaching for Heaven, as I said at the start, it's available from Amazon UK, will be available from amazon.com after January the 10th, and it's available as a Kindle from Amazon right now. I thank you for listening.